This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Sid Rosenberg is a WABC New York radio host, and he joins us now. Sid, thanks for being here. The impact, it's anyone who walks the streets of New York or rides the subways has already seen the quality of life impact. And apparently when it comes to the city's ability to improve that quality of life, you're about to see it get worse. Yeah, you are. You know, look, Will, first of all, good to see you again, pal. But I'm wearing a shirt tonight that says New York stands with Israel. And it's important because it pertains to this story. New York stands with the cops. Eric Adams... Nothing personal. I actually like Eric Adams. We've dined together. We've had a nice little friendship. But the truth is, as he calls for more money and complains about the crisis, well, he caused it. A year yes. ago, he was standing at the front of the bus line saying, welcome to New York. We're a sanctuary city. Come one, come all. You can't call yourself a sanctuary city and then a year later complain we've got too many migrants. It's the same thing with Joe Biden. He's there for Israel, except he's in bed with Iran. All these guys do the same thing. They end up, they start off, I should say, doing the wrong thing. And when it gets real hot and heavy, Will, then they complain, I need more money. This city right now has a crisis of crime like it's never seen. We've got criminals. Then we've got migrants, illegals mm -hmm. that do commit crimes. And then we've got the real threat, Will, of terrorism. You combine those three things, this city needs 40,000 cops, maybe 45,000, not 28,000. So, Eric Adams, it's nice you care now, but where were you a year ago? Yeah, that's called a uh, bitch slap. Where I'm from in Brooklyn, I bitch slapped the mayor. Did sound like them. We've dined together, and I do like them, but give me a break, man. That was... Um, Jesse Water Show, Fox News on Friday night. Will Kane filling in for Jesse. My next guest is the greatest mayor in the history, not just in New York, but any city in the history of this country. Does a great job on this radio station, 3 o'clock, every weekday afternoon. I love him like my own relative. He's a great Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy, you heard me on Fox News, and maybe you saw it on Friday night. I think I nailed it, no? I did. It may have been the only time I watched Fox all week. <laughs> you were on. I mean, I really am upset with them. But in, in any event, you did a great job. You nailed it completely. You know, and the fact is, you have given the guy every chance. Uh, you really, you really overcame what were your own instincts that he that he wasn't the right guy, wasn't going to do the right job to listen to him. And it's a strange combination with him. It isn't De Blasio. It's it's exactly what you say. He, he, he often promises the right thing and does the wrong thing. And then he creates his own problems and complains about it, which is very, very odd because no matter what, you get less support for a problem you created right. when it exists. Meaning right. if this were another mayor, right, and he had been complaining somewhat about all the illegals coming in, right? Like, stop it, stop it. Too many, too many. He'd be in a lot better position to get us the help that we need. But they listen to him and they say, you were, you were ahead of us. New York was going to be the best sanctuary city. Everybody should come in. Nobody gets turned over to the police. Uh, you, get, uh, you get secondary education as well as regular education. Uh, I, can't, I can't even list all the extra things they would get. I, I call New York City the Uber sanctuary city. Uh, it wasn't just like Chicago or Baltimore or whatever. And it got into the heads of the migrants. 
So you, you listen to people being interviewed down there even eight, ten months ago. Where, where are you coming? New York. I'm coming to New York. They're not even saying United States. I'm coming to New York. I'm coming to New York. I'm coming to New York. So when Abbott asked people, where do you want to go? The biggest group of the group want to come to New York. Abbott didn't say, you go to New York, you go to Los Angeles, you go here. He just offered them, where do you want to go? New York, there you go, big bus full. So, they, act, yeah, they actually, uh, before I came on that segment, Will Kane ran a little video piece and said exactly what you said. They interviewed a bunch of uh, men, and they asked them flat out, where do you want to go? And every go. one of them, right. And, and when you look back at how New York treated these people, I mean, uh, Curtis told me a story this morning that there's a young lady, she's nine months pregnant, she's 22 years old, and she's sleeping on a bench outside of Nathan's because she was thrown out of her shelter for the migrants. So time and time again, these people are being placed ahead of our own homeless Americans, veterans, Americans. They're getting the four-star hotel rooms. They're getting the meals. They're getting the, the mini bikes. They're getting all this stuff. And Americans are being thrown to the streets, Rudy. Yeah, I know. This is, this, is, this is a perfect application of the priorities of the National Democratic Party. I mean, it isn't like uh, this is exactly uh, what Biden does. Uh, America comes last. We make decisions that favor every other country. If it happens to be in our interest and it favors another country, fine. If it isn't, to hold us. And uh, what's going on with immigration? The man just keeps his mouth shut and he keeps the border open. I mean, we're getting we're getting slaughtered by an invasion, and he says nothing about it. It's it's like I'm going to make believe it doesn't exist. Meanwhile, people are dying of fentanyl at record levels. I'm going to go talk to the biggest liar in the world and the biggest mass killer in the world. He's going to promise me he's going to do something about fentanyl, and I'm going to give him massive economic break. <laughs> I mean, this is I mean, this is uh. uh this is a disaster, yeah. and the only real question is, does he do irreparable damage between now and the day, hopefully, God willing, Trump takes over? That's a good question. You know, the other thing uh, that you have to ask is the cop situation here. You heard me talk about the three different categories of criminals. You've got your everyday criminals, which, by the way, Rudy, they're still slashing people on the subway. They're still mugging people in the streets, committing rapes and murders around New York City. Numbers may be down, but still certainly way too high. Then you've got the illegals and a percentage of those folks come into our country and commit crime. And then you've got the scariest one of all, which hasn't reared its ugly head yet. But according to Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, it's coming any day now. And that's a terrorist. So you've got criminals, illegals, and terrorists, and we're going to deplete the police force by fifteen yeah, you know, thousand. I, I don't know. I don't know if people realize how low down we are. So my biggest number was forty-one thousand. Right. That was just that was for a period of time. My average number, and the one that I felt comfortable with having enough to do everything I needed to do, was thirty-nine thousand. And. Uh, Rarely was I below 39,000. When crime went all the way down, I got a lot of uh, efforts to take the police department down. I resisted it. Bloomberg agreed with it. He took it down to about 37. And that's where we stood when de Blasio came in. He took it down to about 35, 34. We have a chance in the next two years of going below 30,000. Now we're talking about 
Dinkins' numbers possibly even lower than Dinkins. And we're a bigger city, and we've got more challenges. And we may not have more crime, but in certain categories we do. In other categories we don't. But we have much bolder crime. It's a different kind of crime. Psychologically, it may even be worse. I don't remember multiple cases of uh, older men or women sitting uh, on a street corner or standing in front of a bus or subway and just getting hit in the head for no reason. I remember robberies. Somebody got hit in the head for money. Somebody got hit in the head because they had a fight. But these crimes, these mentally ill crimes, for no purpose, uh, other than to show we're in charge and the cops are nobody, uh, we didn't have those. No, no, I mean, you... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, you had you had really two major areas, which I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, resulted in the overwhelming percentage of crimes. You had the you had the drug trade back then, the crack deal, and uh, and dealers killing each other, and you had the mob. So there was a lot of murders out there, but they were dealers and the mob. There weren't people just taking to the streets because they were anarchists and weren't scared of police. Is that not the difference? That's much more yeah, scarier yeah, very, today. Very, Sure, that would be a that would be a, a good explanation of a high. You can't say everything, but a good percentage of it. You're absolutely right. And even the crimes that weren't mob or drugs, they had a purpose, a, a terrible purpose. Uh, uh, two lovers fighting with each other, uh, some you know some guy that owes another guy money, uh, somebody that hates another guy. Very rarely did we have a crime without purpose. There's something different about our society now that we have crimes that are just committed for no purpose. Part of it is the, the larger number of mentally ill that are out there. And the other part of it is the complete and total disrespect for the police that we taught people in 2020. Because even in, even in our day that we're talking about with more crime, they feared the police more. Uh, if, if, if my cops walked in, people would stop. Even the bad guys would stop. Now the cops walk in and they beat them up. They beat them up, yep. And the cops can't even you know do anything why? about it. Because my cops would take their gun out and shoot them. Right, but now they have no nightsticks. They've got no uh, qualified immunity. Uh, they, uh, there's nothing they can do. They almost, they're, uh, afraid, they're afraid to fight back. Right. You know, the, the, I know cops that would tell you I'd rather take a beating than lose my job. I've got to take care of my family. 100%. So let me ask you this on the way out, Rudy. If you were mayor today, it's a stupid question because if you were mayor today, you never would have made a lot of the really dumb decisions that my friend Eric has made. And he is my friend, and I wish him well, but he's made some really stupid moves. But assuming that you couldn't help it or it wasn't under your control, and you woke up one morning, right, right, and you woke up one morning and New York, what it is today, looking at 5% budget cuts, cutting sanitation when rats went all over the streets, cutting fire, cutting a police force below 30,000 with three different elements of criminals on the streets every day. What the hell would you do to try to fix it? Well, we'd change it. We'd change it, and maybe we'd have to do it in stages. You can't do everything at once, but we try to do everything at once. First, first thing I would do is I'd send a lot of the people back. 
and I'd send them right to Washington, D.C. If, if, if Governor Abbott can rent buses, I can rent buses. So the same bus that took them here is going to take them somewhere else, and it's going to take them where they belong, uh, Washington, D.C., that's causing the problem. And we're going to put them in front of the White House, and we're going to put them in front of, of the, uh, the vice president's residence. That's, that's, that's got a lot of room. Uh, second, we're going to accept no more. The buses get turned around. We're not, I'm not going to stand there giving them uh, passes uh, to free stuff. The free stuff ends. Working begins. Uh, we, we begin workfare immediately, not just for them, but everybody on welfare works. We used to do it. We did it for 12 years. It worked beautifully. We had the best welfare-to-work program in the country. We can reestablish that in a day. It won't work for about six months, but it'll work. And uh, that will bring down the number. You believe me, a lot of them move out of New York to begin, the beginning to start work there. Those numbers come down real quick, real quick. Uh, I, I, t- I do a real check on how many people are on welfare more than one time. This government, his government is incompetent at everything. I bet it's incompetent at that. Uh, I would cut the numbers for dependents. They shouldn't get as much money as they're getting. They should get money, but less. After all, they're not the ones who are productive here. Other people have to work to support them, and we're losing them in record numbers. You lose the people who pay the bills. This city goes down, and we're losing people who pay the bills more than any other city in America. And our state is losing more than any state in America. We got the, for that purpose, we got the worst governor and the worst mayor. So you got to change that uh, immediately. Workfare is a good, good way to do it because it wakes up everybody on welfare. I'm sorry, I got to work 20 hours a week. I got to work 20 hours a week for my welfare. Maybe I should go get one of those jobs that's not filled. Remember, we got unfilled jobs, right? So we shouldn't be paying big welfare when we have unfilled jobs. Yep. We should be yep. encouraging people to fill yep. those jobs. Yep. Then you, you, you got to take that money you take out of dependency programs and restore the $1 billion you took out of the police department. And over a period of time, get them back to 34, 35, 36,000. That yeah. means a morale program. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you, you, uh, for me and the right police commissioner, yep. you know, a Ray Kelly, a Bernie Carrick, uh, uh, got, he's gone now, but Howard Safer, even Bratton, right? the right police commissioner, you're going to get plenty of cops. You'll change that with, with the personality of the leader. Everybody everybody comes to work for a good leader. Everybody leaves when there's a bad leader. Right. No, there's no question. Well, what are you doing we for We can that? change that. We yeah, can what? change that. You, you, you pick the right person for mayor yeah. who isn't a double-crosser of the police like, like he is. Right. And uh, you're, you're going to get – that morale will come back quickly. They're, they're a good organization. People go there for the right purpose. They just need to be, they need to be supported. They need to be led. And you've got to take on Biden. Right. You've got to be a Democrat who says Biden is a disaster. He's got to go. Yep. Some Democrat better say that. I mean, the guy, before long, the guy is going to come out. He isn't going to be able to talk. And they're going to have to just pick him up and move him out of the White House. <laughs> yeah, that time is coming soon. He turned 81 yesterday. He's the oldest 81-year-old I've ever seen. We got to run, but you were brilliant again today. I was going to ask you what you were doing the next five years, but uh, you're going to move to Florida. Let Curtis take that job. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know something? <laughs> I have a suggestion. You can save a lot of time about New York sports. Yeah. Just say every New York team lost. You're right. 
Now, the Knicks and Rangers win once in a while, but you're right, Rudy, pretty okay, much. Okay, well, then every once in a while you could have you, you could do, you score. Most of the time you could just say, New York teams, they all lost. Oh, you're funny. I love you, Rudy. <laughs> Great job today. Thank you so much. I love all having right, Rudy Giuliani you. on every Tuesday. That was the best move we ever made. Rudy Giuliani every Tuesday on Sitting Friends in the Morning.